What's the question? What's the question was, uh, we were learning the uh, first paragraph of the Shema. Yeah. It says, It yeah. says, Levavacha is plural and it means you're two Yetzers. Yeah. We assume there's a Yetzer Tov and Yetzer Hara. And the question was, is it, how do you serve Hashem with your Yetzer Hara? Isn't it by definition something that takes you away from Hashem? That's a basic Hashem. question, not a good question. All the Koychas, yes, like this, it says, Bechol Levavcha, to the double base, to the Gemara Dashim, Bishnei Yitzrecha. That you have to serve the Rabbanu Shalom, you have to be over Hashem with both Yitzchak and Yitzchak. What that means, actually, basically, what that means is there are certain schools in the world, and religious schools in the world, that believe in the process of uprooting powers that are in a person. Specifically, the, the, the Christian religions have a very dark and negative look on, on, on certain physical, certain manifestations of the body, of the body's inclinations, of the body's desires. And even, and even of the neshama, they believe that you have to uproot it. Uh, it's most manifest in, in, in the height of their religious expression, where they believe that a priest should be a celibate, shouldn't get married. In the Torah, the Torah is a very interesting thing. The Torah, in the Torah you see, the Torah respects, and the Torah has a positive attitude towards every force that there is in the human being. Of every expression, every human expression that there is in a person, the Torah respects it. Which sense does the Torah respect it? The Torah says this is a force, is a gift from the Rebbeinu. If you know how to approach the problematic areas, if you know how to take those koiches that the Rebbeinu that are innate in you and lead them along the path of Torah, they'll bring you, they'll bring you to Madregis. They'll uplift you, they'll elevate you, and you'll be a whole human being. You know, to tell a human being like it's prevalent today, I don't know how prevalent it is today, but it's still prevalent. To tell a person you want to be a holy man, so the first thing is, you have to go away and sit on top of a mountain in the Himalayas. And the second thing is, you have to be a vegetarian. And the third thing is, you can't wear shoes. A bunch of nonsense which go against the grain of a human being. You have to understand this, there's a grain. There's a rhythm, there's a humanness, there's a wholesomeness. If you take all the koiches, the shnei yitzrecha means to take all your koiches and put it in the framework of Torah. The Torah does not have a negative attitude towards any koiches in the world. You have to understand it. They make the world dark and black to tell you if you want this, you're evil. If you want that, you're evil. Your biology is evil. This is evil, and that's evil. And forget, the Shnei Yitzchak means with all the koiches that the Rabbani Shalom gave you, you could take every koich that a human being, you could take every every koich that a human being has, and elevate it, and bring it. You could bring it into a framework of kedusha. I mean, this is 
I mean, the details are a, are a, a limud in itself, are a study in itself. How do you take this? You take the mid of kaf. The person has the power of anger. And I said, I'll tell you, they'll tell you, uh, you know, uproot, you know, the anger, you know, uproot the anger. The Chinuch says in a place, I've forgotten which mitzvah, he says that the, that the, if someone is makalal a person, if one person comes in and deeply insults or, or curses or, or curses another person, the the Tadadalashan the Chinuch is the Chinuch says, the Torah didn't say that a person should be a stone, an unresponding stone. The Torah talks to a human being. The Torah is given to a human being. There's a time when you can use the meat of car. Every meat that there is in a person, but that's already an emotion. But everything that a person possesses, everything that a person possesses can be incorporated and, and brought up the road of Kedusha. That it's not something that's very, very simple, you know. Some will say, well, I'll be holy. You can't be holy. First of all, you have to not be, you have to be a Venturi, you have to learn a lot of, a lot of spirits from the simple <coughs> things. These are subtle things. The Torah is subtle. The Torah is not blunt. The Torah is not gross. The Torah is subtle. But in this, in this Chazal, the Shayit Zrecha is, is, is an open statement against what the whole prevailing civilization around us, even in the East and the West, the denial of the human being. The Torah doesn't deny the human being. So I make myself clear. The Torah doesn't deny any kayak of the human being. It has to come to its proper expression. It, ha- it has to be led along a way of, of, of Torah intelligence and, and tradition, but not to uproot. I'm still a little confused. Mm-hmm. What is Yetzirah then? If it's a, say, Yetzirah is taking the koyach and using it for negative purposes. So you should use that and. It's to take that, that koyach, that which pushes you in a negative way, and direct it to positive. What's the difference between that and Yetzirah? Until it's until it's directed, until it's modulated, it could be destructive. It could be negative. It can be negative. You take, for instance, we're not in the Madrid. Take a simple thing like eating. Eating. We eat because we're like hot dogs. We could eat one, we could eat ten. Now that's gross. That has hardly any significance to it. But the Messiah Shisham brings in the last prokim that when a tzaddik eats, I mean, because of, of the preparation and because of the kavanas and because of the totality of, 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 of a tzaddik, his eating is like 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 a korban on the mizbech. So Zishon brings it. He can so take the act, the, the biological act of eating, and elevate it through through his self-discipline, <coughs> through his Torah discipline, through his meisim poison, through his strivings. He can take that that mundane of act and elevate it to a lofty thing like a korban. We are so distant from a, from. From, from Godless and Kedusha, we, we can't even imagine what it is. If we wouldn't have it in the Mesilsishon, we wouldn't be able to say this by ourselves. But a, a simple act of eating. We don't even begin, we don't know the Aleph, we don't know the A of beginning to understand how do you approach it. The Gemara says, I don't know if you learned the Gemara in Brochus in the first period. We, we, we learned it today, the Gemara says that. He says that Pasiyim and Snuim beoichol. What? Machilasam. He says that the Gemara says that he 
he admires the Persians who were going that they have happened to have that mitzvah that in eating they ate with a dignity. In America, I pass up Park Avenue on 41st Street, so you see a man dressed, you know, with a $600 suit and a $30 tie and a 14-foot hot dog and pushing it in his mouth in the middle of the street. It's a garnish. Because we're not sensitizing those areas. But that's, that's what this, that, that's what this Maimah Chazal means, the Shnei Yitzchakah, to take all the Kachas that are in a human being. Yes, Asha, you have this issue. As a reformist, he's talking about the when the Moraglim going to Eretz Yisrael, they only saw the uh, the Malbu show, the the um, the outer shell, yeah, the outer shell of Eretz Yisrael, and this goes the same thing except for the Torah. The Torah is also the the inside, the panemius of the Torah is Chesed and Achmonis. How do we? How do we? Um, do, how do we get to that? To that? That core? Asha, listen. Let me, Asha, let me tell you something. You asked me a good question. Asha, I'm glad you asked me. You asked me all the questions. You asked me a whole year that I didn't answer you. Asha, let me tell you something. And, and the gentleman that I hear, it's vital that you should know this. Listen here. You know, there are a lot of addresses today in the world for, for Torah education. There are a lot of addresses in the world. We are not the only institution, Baruch Hashem, in the world that's teaching Torah. There are a lot of fine, fine, wonderful Mekoymas of Torah. Now, each, a lot of them have different approaches. You'll come to a place, there's certain places, you'll be there five minutes, they'll hand you a handbook of the Kabbalah. You'll come to another place, you'll come there three minutes, they'll give you my spotting. <laughs> now, I want to tell you something. Usher, you're an intelligent guy, and you have to understand this once and for all. The Torah is a vast Torah. The Gemara says on Rechodom the Torah is like a vast ocean. You have to understand Yiddishkeit is subtle. You're a young guy. You're all young. You have to have patience. You must, you must have patience with learning. The Torah is not a book that you could read it and you say, well, I have pretty understood it, or I'll read it two more times and I'll know it perfectly. In order to get to what you call the panemius of the Torah, a person has to daven and has to refine himself and has to perfect himself in learning to understand the ways of the Shas. I want to tell you something. I learned the Gemara and Brachas. I told somebody today that without exaggeration, for 30 years, I could not understand the, the words in the Gemara. I didn't know what the Gemara was talking about. So I don't understand. I went along with it. Hashem I found an answer to it. I found the key to it. You, 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 want, you want to rush in? You're a very warm fellow, and there are a lot of warm fellows here. They want to rush into the inside of the Torah. The Torah is not a thing that you can rush into. You have to learn, you have to learn the Shas, you have to learn the Toysvist and the Ashbos and the Rambans and the Rabbitivegas. And you have to learn the Sachtabeya, which seems insignificant with a Nagin, with Muktza, with a Nagin, with Watten, Bakpuke, Yayan, and with this and with that, and with the other thing, which seems to a modern person, to a culture person, is totally irrelevant. But the, this is what the Torah is. You want to know what the Torah is about? 
you have to have patience, you have to be willing to learn the Torah. The Torah is, the Torah is an extremely subtle, it does not give itself out to the first person that knocks on the door. And that's why in Yiddish there's an expression, it's difficult to be a Jew. You cannot come in and become a Jew in 60s elections. You can't. Nobody expects it of you. And you have to have patience with yourself. You'll know a thousand blot Gemara. You'll have learned a lot of Agarita. You'll learn through the Chavisal of Avis. You'll learn through the Mesil Yisholim. You'll learn through the Shara Tshuva. You'll learn through the Ayyankim. You'll be Mishamish Talmirich Achamim. You'll learn. You'll daven. And you'll, you'll see. You'll begin to understand it. That, that's the reality of Yiddishkeit. You, there are people, you'll come to a place and they'll tell you, oh, you want to get to the inside of the Torah? I'll give you a book. We'll make a share. We'll learn with you the inside of the Torah, they call it. I don't know of such tricks. I don't know of such tricks. I only know one way. And this is the historic process of how Jews approached Torah from time immemorial. They learned Torah and you learn it and you learn it and you learn it and you begin to see the inside of Torah. You have to learn with a Tahara Saleh, yes. You have to you have to want you know you have to want to learn with a purpose, you know. If a guy wants to learn to become a big shot or to you know to impress somebody, he's not he's not gonna get there. He's not gonna get to the point where you want. He's never gonna understand what the Torah is all about. But if a person comes with an earnestness and he says, I wanna understand the Rabbanishlam's Torah, he'll get there. Lou Baruch, any questions? What do I do about my non-Jewish friends? That's a very good question. That's a good question. You'll have to humor them. What do I mean? Look, I had an experience where I was put in a situation where I met a guy, and for some reason the, the guy took a liking to the relationship. This was years ago. What was I supposed to do? Come and visit him. He came to my house. I was nice to him, I was more than civil. I related to him as a human being. But what was I supposed to do? I was supposed to go to New Jersey to his house. You, we both know that I couldn't do that. Now, I want to tell you something. There are hard realities in Yiddishkeit. There are very hard realities. Bilam, a goy, when he stood on that mountain and he saw the tents of Jacob in the desert, he stood on the mountain and he looked down and he saw them and he wanted to curse them, but we know he couldn't curse them. He, instead of speaking about their shortcomings, he spoke about their qualities. He said, He said, you see these people? They dwell alone. You understand, we live in a society, and especially in the Western world, in the Eastern world it's different. In the ancient world it was different. In the ancient world they respected uniqueness and individuality. We live in a society where you have to socialize. Somebody told me, somebody, 
just a few years ago, said to me, you, you mean to tell me you don't have any Gentile friends? Oh, no, I don't. They are the, I'll, come, I'll come to the Goyim in a second. I'm not saying anything negative about Goyim. The Gemara speaks about about the saints that are between the nations of the world. But the question is preserving Yiddishkeit. Do you know how many dinim in the Shas there are? Do you know how many dinim that we find difficult and that we find to be obstacles to us? Do you know how many dinim grow out just from one little root? The root is that we shouldn't, we shouldn't fraternize with the Goyim. You can't drink Goyish wine. Pasakum. A whole, a whole list of things. What, what do you think? That, you think the Chachonim and the Shas, you think that the Chachonim and the Shas wanted to make life difficult for us? No. That was the most alien to their thinking. That was the farthest thing in their mind to make life difficult for us. But they were people that saw with their eyes, with, their, with the eyes of Kedusha, they saw, listen here, there's an entity that's called Klal Yisrael. You want to get rid of it or you want to preserve it? We, our, our lifestyle, our worldview, our dreams, our hopes, our tfilis, our strivings are distantly removed from, the, from all, these, all these same things that the Goyim have. They can be the finest and the most wonderful. But the genius of Claudius Soil is its uniqueness. You take away its uniqueness, then you don't have Klal Yisrael. We're not elitists. We, didn't tell, we don't come and tell people in the world that we're Aryans. They came and said they're Aryans and they're a super race. Atta the Chatonu is different. Atta the Chatonu is not a super race. Atta the Chatonu says, you want, you can come and be one too. The difference is, is so vast. Now, if, if, if you believe in Atta the Chatonu, if you believe in Hain Am Levod of Yishkoin, you have to consider the realities of this. You can you sit with a guy and he says, come on, let's go out to lunch. Where are we going to go to lunch? Where are we going to go to lunch? We'll go to uh, the last whole bar. You can allow to drink with a guy schnapps. Our gaze, you have to understand, are we fool? Our, this above all to thine own self be true, Rebbein Don't fool yourself. You, is, you respect and believe in, in, in this reality that there's such a thing called Yiddishkeit. Of course, a guy very nice. Very nice, I mean. I mean <laughs> but to fraternize with them, to fraternize means to establish relationships with them. This is a problem. For people, everybody's in, in, in different situations. The Chaim Barish, it's no problem. It's an yeshiva. For fellows in for fellows in Yale, it's a problem. Or in Dartmouth, it's a problem. But 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 we don't ask the Rebunishlam when we when we enter a relationship with the Rebunishlam, we don't say Rebunish, listen, I'll be an Alchid, but I don't want you to make me any problems. There's no such a relationship. We enter the relationship, we say for better or for worse. Of course it's difficult. 
but to recognize the essence of Yiddishkeit, I mean, it's a difficulty. It's an awkward situation. But if a person recognizes that there's such a thing, listen, as Kedushas Nishmas Yisrael, I'm a Jew, I have Tayag Mitzvahs, I have an Olam Habit, Do you know, I have to tell you, Baruch, how many, you, do you know what's going on in the Jewish world today with assimilation? I mean, if, if we would have a consciousness of, of how many Jews are being lost to Klai Yisrael today, it would be Tisha right now. And where did it start from? Oh, uh, you know, I went over to Tommy's house to have, uh, we, had a, we had a glass of sherry. That's where it started from. And this is a problem. Now, again, I want to, to emphasize that this does not say anything about Goya. Our dream in Tanakh, it says that this, that we're metzapel a Mashiach, we're not, we're not sitting here and hoping and being espoused for Mashiach for ourselves. When Mashiach will come, he'll come for the whole world. The whole world needs a ticket. There isn't... Judaism is a is, is, a, is, is a, cosmo, a, a cosmic a cosmic religion. But the question the question of, of myself of my, my personal relationship with the Rebbeinu to fit it in with them I have to be civil. It's hard. forces that be, that exist in the world, the cultural forces that exist in the world. Today, let's talk about our, our present world. 
the, 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 even the scientific, you take the sciences of the mind, psychiatry and psychology. If you try to define in psychological terms what's a healthy human being, they want to convince the human being, a lot of very powerful circles, they want to convince the human being that he's no difference than the rest of the biological world. You're an animal, except you're a, an animal that speaks, that walks, that has this intelligence. But the upshot of it is that, uh, that the freer you are, the healthier you are. That started about, I believe, about 50, 60 years ago, uh, 1900s, early 1900s. That the freer a person is, the healthier he is. And uh, they were so successful <coughs> that uh, in the recent years, they saw what havoc they caused with this, with this type of inculcating young people and telling them, the freer you are, the healthier you are. So one of their big men wrote a book, Eric Fromm wrote a book, Flight from Freedom. Very famous book. The movement of, of when, what, what's the pshat? Bocha to Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Oilam, Amaytzi Lechem Nor. Shachakol Yibedvah. Melech Oilam means that there are controls, that there are disciplines. The union of the union of Malchus is to recognize it's not in terms of punishment. In negative terms, the union of, of is to recognize the order in the universe. To recognize that that there's a source for everything in the universe. That whatever is around us has significance because it emanates from a certain source. And that's and, and, and the whole world is the Rabbanu Shalom's melucha. The person is free. An unbridled freedom. It's the whole union of Melech is to recognize that the Rabbanu Shalom has the absolute power of the world, and that there's that there's a and, and he ordained a certain order in the world, and that's how we have to, through our understanding, come to this recognition. You know, I'll give you a, a little example. A very interesting example. I don't know how many years that you have the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. It's not a hundred years old, I doubt it. The Torah asked before there was an English language. What's the Pshat Tzabah? The Torah asked Tzabalichayim. That the Rabbani Shalom created this Chaya, this animal, he gave it its don- domain. And you have to respect the fact that the Rabbi Shalom created it. It's not yours to mutilate, to torture. And if a person seizes and desists from inflicting pain on an animal because that's the Rabbi Shalom's anivra, that's in a certain way, that's a hargosh of the Rabbi Shalom's malucha. 
the Gemara, the Madras says that Bishosha Barak Kodesh Barakos Aganaiden. He took other Mauritian and showed him Kolilone Ganaiden. He says, Reishalite the Kalkalis Ailami. He told him, Don't spoil my world. The stress days which people fail to notice and, and feel is, Shalite Kalkalis Ailami. It's my world, it's not yours. You're only a guest. You don't have permission to tread softly here. That's the movement of the word Melech. I mean, the, the, the essence of Krishna is Kabbalah's oil, Malchus Shemayim. If a person doesn't feel that there's a Melech in the world, that there's a governing power, that there's a pressure of a governing power, he's, he's in trouble. What's with the chips? Nobody wants them. Don't give them to me. Pass it around, pass it around. Yes, please. On the same, same line, um, once I heard, I think it was Weimer's name, he said, um, the only way to freedom is by becoming an Evan, an Evan Hashem. Now, I understand um, that to become free, to become free creator, and therefore to, to be able, you know, control your time. But I don't think Ah, you talk like a... Talk to me like you talk like a Jesuit. <laughs> how does how does how, do you, how, how, you, how, you, how does one why is it necessary for you to become an Evidentium to become free? I want to ask you something. Listen here, uh, young man. I want I, I want to tell you something, sweet. Let's imagine Yasha Heifetz, one of the world's most famous violinists. Do you know how he became a violin? He was born with that talent. He was a virtuoso probably at the age of seven or eight, right? What unleashed that talent? What if he never practiced? Would he, he, he would be born with that musical talent. But if he didn't go through a discipline, he would never get any place. So in order, in order to free that talent and to allow it to emerge, there had to be a discipline. Same thing is true about a human being. Why is the discipline have to be ever uh, Hashem? Why can't it just come? Because you know, uh, you don't want to. You don't want to be controlled by me. Well, then you work on it. How do you want to work on it? You don't. Ah, please, you can't do that, basically. Oh, you say you can't do it, but if you could, then you can't. You can't. That's the difference. Most we want to talk about getting into a different area. I'm not quite for that. Save that for another time. What's that? That is it. Good. Shmuel, you taste it. <laughs> 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 no, thank you.